When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hey everyone, my name is Chris Lambert. On this channel, we talk Kanye West. And today we're going to be watching this uh, breakout programming from Netflix called Genius Conversation, Personal Stories Behind Some of the Biggest Moments, uh, which this is Cootie and Chike, the directors of Genius, the Kanye doc on Netflix, talking with Dion Cole, a uh, comedian. You might know him from Barbershop, Blackish. Uh, so he's an old time friend of Cootie as they were doing Chicago comedy together or just in the comedy scene in Chicago, doing Chicago comedy together. doesn't even make any sense, but they were both in the comedy scene in Chicago. So we're going to watch this. Hopefully it doesn't get copyright struck by, uh, Netflix and just kind of react along the way. I'm pretty excited. I haven't watched it yet. So we're going to be kind of like listening to what they have to say, reacting. And we're just a few days away, uh, less than a week from part three dropping. So this is going over parts one and two. So let's give it a whirl, shall we? What an honor it is to be sitting here with two of my brothers, brothers, sitting here screening and discussing <laughs> one of the biggest directorial projects yet, oh, man. man. Yeah, man. I mean, this whole project, man, about Kanye West. Did you, can you, did you even think that we'll be sitting here doing this? I mean, to be honest with you, I did. But, <laughs> I mean, we hit Cold with the here, jokes. Right? I'm just happy you did this with us. You know what I'm saying? Man, we found Kanye <laughs> was another guy coming up in the game. I remember being at the cottage. Yeah, it looks a little, uh, the setup is cool. It's just like, I've been in that position where you're like constantly like, turning to look at someone and I could just feel it in my neck yeah. <laughs> performing and you'll go back there and you support them. Yeah. If anybody was good, you supported them. Yeah. That's just what it was, you know, and Cootie saw something that we all saw, but Cootie saw way greater right. than what we did. <laughs> right, right. He gonna be one of the greats, trust me, the next greats. And what's fucked up is that when a nigga become great, people get hate. Screaming, oh. Jesus, yeah. Man, that's a montage, right? You can just feel <laughs> it building. So Giant in the Mirror is part one of this conversation. With the film, it's like we decided, well, this is bigger than like Kanye and Cootie. This is about like, how can we use this film to make impact to people? And how can they to teach people how to unlock their inner genius? Everybody yeah. has an inner yes. genius. Everybody has a purpose. Some is just yep. it's just deeper down. You got a little bit more digging to, to unleash it. But then you got to have this faith. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? And and a higher power. We say in God to be able to, you know, really walk through adversities when you start to embark on that journey. Absolutely. And that's the only thing that can really kind of anchor you. You know what I'm saying? And um, Jesus. Walks <laughs> uh, so one of the things that Chike is talking about there in terms of this being for everybody, I mean, y'all who have watched part one and two have already experienced that to some degree and just seeing how inspirational it is to see Ye go from where he was at, right? He was the guy that did H the Izzo, but he still wasn't getting the kind of shine that you would expect, 
right? So he's like struggling. He's still trying to like maneuver his way, having these like downturns despite the steps forward. It always feels like there's a bunch of steps back. And then the success comes and it's because Ye just kept driving, kept working, kept driving, kept working, literally was driving a lot in the dock. You spent a lot of the, the documentaries in cars, but this is also something that you see in part three, because that's where a lot of the thematic aspects really start to come in. And it's not, it's not told to you, right? In the way that Chike was just saying, like, this is supposed to be kind of bigger than Ye and Kuti. This is supposed to be about kind of a blueprint for instilling confidence in someone from a young age and watching them develop and empowering them. And that's really something that becomes evident in part three as it's shown to you that this is going beyond yay, it's going beyond cootie, it's going to the next generation when you're the child being raised, but then when you're the parent raising a child or when you're the mentor like building up a mentee, right? There's suddenly this whole thing about the way in which we have people that build walls in front of us and those that help us get over them. Because like, it's not just yay, right, throughout this doc. You constantly see how important other people are to helping him reach the next level. Like, he has the drive, he has the focus, he has the ability, and, you know, he probably would have gotten there, but it just would have taken a lot longer if he didn't have people along the way that were saying, you know what, I'm gonna... I'm going to do something to help you because I believe. And that's the same thing that you start to see with Cootie with his own daughter in part three, right? And it's just something that you can start to think about in your own life, the times that someone has stepped up and really helped you get somewhere next level in your own life. And it doesn't have to be like a huge jump, right? Like a jump to superstardom, but it can just be that jump from working at Subway to getting something that's more of a career or struggling in a class to somebody helping you get through or finding a direction of where, what you want to do with your life or getting the first step in the door of your career, introducing you to someone. Like all of these things are incredibly important. And then there eventually is the reverse where you're in a position to do that for someone else. So I think that's where the true inspiration of this documentary is, is that it's not just about the singular drive someone has, but gets into the larger picture of you know, the people that help us along the way and the role models and mentors that we have that open the doors for us and the power that you have and the power that that has. So yeah, okay, back to it. Oh, this this music's gonna get me like and little do people blocked in a too. second. I just throw this fun fact out there. People don't know that Jesus walk dance that Kanye did. Cootie taught him that. What? This what? dance that used to be at uh, Jackson State. At Jackson Jackson State. State. Yeah, it was called the Gangsta yeah. Walk. But Cootie taught him that. That's crazy. Let's take the gangsta off of that and make it Jesus. And Kanye was like, yeah. And then we used to bring you out on stage. Yeah. He used to bring me out all the time. Cootie used to do that dance. He used to do that dance like on stage. It's so funny because Kanye was just doing it recently when he's performing. Yeah, for real. Oh, my goodness. Yo, he does that dance all the time. I do it way better. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, I didn't know that. That's cool. Oh, we can. Can GL1. Are you doing Final Cut Pro? I mean, I, like I'm not good at editing, but I, <laughs> I'm a good director. You having a camera on Ye the way that you did mm -hmm. is something I've never seen before. But 
what you was documenting was hope. Yeah. And what you was documenting was that's passion. right. That's right. Drive yeah. is what you was documenting. Yeah. That's what you filmed yeah. for 20 years. Yep. So episode two is called Purpose, right? Mm-hmm. What a great title. Like, tell me, how did you all <laughs> it's good. It's solid. see that in this episode? Well, again, just to bring it back to that whole, like, you know, we're giving people a blueprint. Mm-hmm. And it's the concept of, like, once you once you have a vision and you're aligned with that vision, now you know where you're you're trying to go. So now you're moving with purpose. Basically, we know we in the studio with Jay-Z and Kanye asked him, can he spit on a, mm-hmm. on a, on a song, mm-hmm. the bounce, you know, and Jay-Z gave him that opportunity. So that was, that was. That's exactly what know, I'm talking about, right? Really, and Jay really just being like, a lot of confidence. yeah, go for it, man. Jay being the big bro here. Waving. Yeah. Okay, wrapping him up on my own friend. <laughs> he got hey, sick. Hot fire. Put my money on it. Hot fire. Then he had a car accident. Hip hop producer Kanye West was injured when his car crashed in West Hollywood, Los Angeles, early Wednesday morning. He could have died. Yeah. You know what I mean? Absolutely. He could have died, but God saved him for, for this reason. Did you see it in any way kill his purpose? Did it did it shut it down a little bit? I mean, I just couldn't believe like a few weeks after, maybe two weeks after the accident when they like he broke his jaw in three places and he called me talking about man, I got this song, I want you to hear. I'm like, what? <laughs> like, slow down, Juju. Calm down. Like, you, you just broke your jaw, man. You know, I don't need to hear this song, man. You hold, you know, he like, no, you gotta hear it, you know, through the warrior, you know, and he started rapping the song to me. And I felt you know how you feel somebody pain. I'm like, oh, as he, he rapping. But then I'm like, yo, this is incredible. It's through the wire. He's rapping to me right now. That was another question I wanted to ask you too by watching this. It seemed like he just, and he still do this to this day. He bring equipment anywhere and everywhere he go. Mm-hmm. Was it like a guy who set up this equipment? Like every, you know what I mean? I was like, who, who is, is Cootie hooking up this sound system? <laughs> like, who, who was putting that together? Credit to Dame Dash, just he got him that, all that equipment after he had the accident. So that might've been the birth. I mean, not even oh. might've been, that was the birth of, you know, him, him, making tracks and doing music in hotel rooms so it was dame who oh, wow. provided him so if you don't know kanye continues to this day to really work out of hotel rooms so it seems like dame at some point after the accident which it might have been before we see the through the wire video premiere because in the documentary it makes it seem like between the accident and the through the wire video premiere like dame wasn't really giving yay any time of day uh, and then after that video premiere, Dame opens up the budget, starts giving Ye like all the money to go make the college dropouts. Uh, but maybe this is saying that he had some of this equipment ahead of time, thanks to Dame, which you know isn't shown in the doc, but would have been very helpful to let Ye like start doing some things. Or maybe it's just you know after he opened up the purse strings, Ye got this stuff and was working not just in the studio but in the hotel room. But to this day. Ye still goes to hotels, rents out rooms or rents out the whole hotel or a floor and just uses rooms for individual like tracks. Or he might have one room be the album room, another room be the production room, another room be fashion. And he just likes to break things up. But it's always like in a hotel rather than 
usually properly set up in a studio. Like right now they've been in a hotel in Los Angeles for a lot of the Donda 2 stuff, right? And then we saw, well, for Donda in the stadiums, <laughs> but uh, he was also recording in Mexico in 2020, some of the stuff for Donda at a resort. Um, we heard about that also happening in like 2019, I think, ahead of Jesus is King. And of course, Yeezus, he was recording in hotels in Paris. Um, and then what was the other one? You know, I'm about to say it. Watch the throne. That's it. <laughs> Watch the throne was famously recorded in a hotel as we well. You couldn't travel because of the pressure. That, you know, if you break your jaw and you wired up, you can't couldn't travel. Couldn't so travel. Dame was like, yo, oh. and, and to that's, day, that's his whole thing. That's his whole thing. His whole Anywhere thing. he go, he set up set up equipment. Yeah. Okay, so that must have been after the crash. Dame sent him some stuff since Ye couldn't leave Los Angeles <laughs> easily. Yeah. Okay. So, cool. so what's ironic though is like, when I met Cootie with Through the Wire, he comes back from LA after the accident. They want to do this music video. So he comes with this cut already. Mm. It's the documentary. So this is what's insane. It's like a full circle. Ooh. It's the documentary. So Ooh. we're still in this up to that point, right? Wow. So I'm seeing all this footage. I mean, that alone was already. Wow. I'd never even seen nothing like that. Yeah. Don't mind how we put it together. I'd never seen what he brought like mm. that before. But that's what stuck out to me was like, with so much given Pharrell's just like, you see the first time for Rails oh, discovering cool. the genius that Kanye has. Yeah, a little I hologram. Like, there, though, I, just, like, I just remember us like, yeah, that Pharrell moment where Pharrell hears like through the wire and freaks out. It's one of my favorite moments. It's like a top three moment in the documentary for me. I just think like Pharrell's reaction and the speech he gives is just so powerful and so like emotional to me. Oh, After Luda did his verse, and Luda was kind of like you know like. I don't know, you know, with, with the camera and all, but he showed mad love. Then we go to Pharrell, and then me with either Kanye or old school that said, hey, yo, uh, turn the camera off. And, you know, I'm like, I'm not turning this camera off. They'll say, they'll say turn the camera yeah, off. Yeah, I heard that. If they will, yeah, yeah, it's in there. <laughs> yeah, the red light's still on. Let it roll, man. Fuck it. They tell us stop. We just stop. Let it roll. I can tell when a nigga is really, really hot. Yeah. But I can tell that, like, when he, I can tell he has, when they have the potential to become complacent. Mm -hmm. You do not have that. But only thing I'm saying is that once, once niggas tell you you hot, still doubt yourself. Jamie this Luda. is gonna take me for another mm -hmm. six months. This is gonna take me to the next mm -hmm. level. This is yeah. gonna just these key words. Mm -hmm. But you gotta realize before them words even came, Kaye said. He got this, he got that. But niggas don't even realize I ain't nowhere near. I might be living your American dream, but I'm nowhere near my where my dream is, dog. <laughs> I got man, I got aspirations. I got big dreams, <laughs> motherfucker. But that came a lot of that came from uh Donda. Yeah, so yeah, other people that she planted yeah. that seed. That's what you that's what people don't that's how you realize. Yeah, I really like so the spacing when I first saw it, I was just like, it's a little strange to have them like in that triangle. But I get you want like the conversation. Dion's kind of leading things. But now I'm seeing it gave them the space to add these visuals in and how cool that is just to have these little to have these like frames thrown in that allude to the scene without cutting away from the conversation. I really like that. It's like having some kind of, I don't know, 
you're cutting away, but you're not cutting away. But it's also not just like a an overlap of footage. Uh, that's cool to me. Is that bond? I got that sim. Getting a little film nerdy for a second. <laughs> bond with my mother, so I can only imagine. You know what I'm saying? What in the future? But like, she really she bought his first equipment. Yeah. yeah. She connected him to um, Doug, Doug Infinite. Yeah, no idea. You know what I'm saying? I need to get my child. You, I need you to teach him. Like she just instilled a certain amount of confidence. But then also told him how to use that confidence. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. But you know what? I was thinking about something I was going to say to you, Kanye, that I thought Giant was in the mirror. how you were down earth and everything. But you know you got a lot of confidence. Come off a little arrogant, even though you're humble and everything. But it'd be important to remember that the giant looks in the mirror and sees nothing. One day I was just going through <laughs> footage, footage, footage. And then all of a sudden... I hear her say, I have something important I want to talk to you about, Kanye. And I'm like, huh? And then when she said what she said, I'm like, why he's at, why he is this giant, mm -hmm. she give him that advice. And I'm like, was that, did, it, did she say that now? I mean, did she, did she say it then, then or was she saying it right now? now? Mm -hmm. yeah. Which she was, and I and I, I just so happened at the time, because a comment had Kanye's e email, and I was just like, my subject was, your mom told me to send this to you because she told Ooh. me to say that. Mm. And I said Ooh. it. Ooh. Give me goosebumps. Like in a million years, I would have never thought that she said this. Wow. Yeah. That's yeah. crazy. Wow. The giant looks in the mirror and sees nothing. Everybody else sees the giant. And that's so real because we all giants. Yeah. You know yeah. I mean? yeah. We all giants. That's cool. Really well. It was a great year. <laughs> oh man. So that would have been this is New Year's to 2004, so this would have been a month and 10 days, right? Because College Dropout dropped February 10th, 2004. So it really was just like a month and 10 days away from all of their lives changing. Ah, it's wild. It felt like our lives were about to change. That's what I just said. <laughs> ah, the doc's so good. Okay, so I have some additional info. That was uh, a Stony and Yates production. So I actually got to uh, meet these guys at the Genius After Party. They were really awesome. Stony and Yates, uh, like some streets in Chicago, but it has like it has like a vibe to it, right? So directed by Carlton Sabs, uh, executive produced by Corey Colvin and Kara uh, Barnett, uh, produced by Dominique Olivito, produced by Miles Stroder, produced by GLC, right? GLC was uh, helping out with this, which is cool. Um, and then we got the director of photography was Domo Jones, editor of VFX, Ruman Andanov, uh, art director, Charles Johnson, and then you know, 
DP Domo Jones got listed again, but just kind of like cool to see. Like I enjoyed that production. It's cool, especially when you like meet people and they're like, oh, we do this work. And then you see the work and you're like, oh, I genuinely <laughs> like I enjoyed their work. That's good. So uh, very cool to see and get to meet like on my side, some more of the people that not only went into making the documentary, but making just some of the the breakout stuff around the documentary. So that's cool. Doing some good work. And there's a there's another one of these where it's like a, a talk with Kudi and Chike before the documentary came out. And then I'm sure there's going to be something else in the aftermath of part three. But part three is coming in just a few days. And if you haven't watched part one and part two yet, I don't know what you're doing because part one and part two are like goaded <laughs> uh, especially it's just such a good documentary because as you saw some of the footage there there's like a huge difference between modern documentaries really falling into a lot of the confessional style of things where they'll show you some footage and then go to somebody that's sitting at like a table or in a chair and telling you about their experience which is fascinating in its own right it's not like i'm saying that's an invalid way to do a documentary or an inferior way to do documentary it's not it's just that's become so much the predominant style of documentaries that to just have one that's historical and has so much historical footage that you're just steeped in that time and place getting some of the um you know, modern day narration to direct you to give you some context. It's not something that you see a lot of with documentaries today. So, ah, man, I'm just so happy that this is as good as it is and as fascinating <laughs> as it is. And that Kudi and Chike are getting getting some shine because like the time and effort they put into this documentary and the hundreds of hours of footage that they had. Fantastic. I can't talk it up enough. And I'm excited to talk it up because it deserves it. And if you haven't watched it, go watch it. So that's it for now. Until next time, stay wavy and keep it loopy. Cheers. It is Ryan here and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, avoid, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus.